Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckes and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. I am your host, Lucas Agan, and joining me this week, as always, is Ryan Smith. Ryan, how you doing today? Doing well. We we there's a lot of big news that happened this past like week since we uh, since our last episode dropped. We had the PlayStation reveal, which we are absolutely going to dig into that. Uh, that was amazing. I got the live. Uh, I, I did it live on one of my friends' channel uh, as they revealed it. So that was a lot of fun. Um, lots of games uh, that we got to finally see and check out. So it was a good week. Uh, I just been gaming. I've been playing a lot more Destiny Two. I'm back on that grind again. I've already already thrown down the money for for this next DLC and that season pass so I'm invested I'm in I'm 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 let's go let's go very nice very nice yeah I uh, I've been full last of a swing so I I'm I'm doing the the double bill here. I'm, we're going right from Last of Us 1 to Part 2 this Friday, and we are pumped nice. for that. And non-gaming related, I watched Artemis Fowl and watched a little bit of my childhood just get just just get destroyed in my in my mind. But that's okay. That is that's I and I'm not familiar with that, but I had planned on watching it uh, with my daughter um, at some point in time. And obviously, there uh, next to Lucas, we have Alex Teets, uh, GVBTB. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alex. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing good, man. It's an honor to be on this great podcast you have going, and uh, there, there's a lot to talk about for sure, man. It feels like we went to like no news to like all this news all of a sudden just crammed in like a month. So, uh, lots to exactly. talk about. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, and we're not going to bury the lead here. We're going to get right into it. Um, they, we, we finally got it. PlayStation Five. We we talked about how they're rescheduling for this past Thursday, uh, and and there was a lot that we got to see uh, within within that reveal. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, live stream it with my buddy uh, over on his channel, and we, I mean, just just what I saw uh, was. You know, right out the gate, you know, we have this, we have the Spider-Man 2 reveal. Uh, I didn't see that coming. That absolutely blew my face off. Um, you know, and, and really, I, I think what was really nice about this, too, was that, you know, and, and, and Sony had talked about this beforehand, how, you know, this is going to be, there's not going to be as many games. Uh, however, you're going to see a lot more gameplay than we're going to see cinematics. And, and you know what I mean? They did not disappoint. Uh, I felt like throughout this live stream, it was there was a lot of good energy um i felt like they really really delivered on this whole uh reveal i mean we got to see things from um 
Uh, obviously, the Spider-Man 2 here, uh, Ratchet and Clank. I don't know. Like, I'm not big. I've never been, like, really. I never played any of the Ratchet and Clank games. Uh, so I'm not really that familiar uh, with that game series. However, uh, people it, during the live stream, uh, they were pretty hyped to see this. Um, obviously, Gran Turismo 7 we saw. Uh, Sackboy, Deathloop. I thought that looked really cool. And and the big one that we, that we all kind of or at least I think a lot of people kind of saw coming was going to be uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the second one here called, uh, what was it called? Forbidden uh, Forbidden West, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Forbidden West. Uh, I mean, that that was highly, highly anticipated. I love the fact that there was a, a nice mixture also of both um, – some some kind of indie style games and then you've got these big mega games uh such as uh zero draw or zero dawn horizon or horizon zero dawn i always say that backwards for some reason um (laughs) um, you know what i mean and like this looks absolutely gorgeous i was really impressed uh with the with their you know and it was nice too because like now we have sony productions uh instead of them kind of being split and fragmented in different series i feel like it's all now kind of under the same umbrella uh, but that, you know, seeing this was, you know, I mean, just it just got me in the feels, man. It got me in the feels. Definitely, yeah. Alex, what are you? What were you? I know you said you didn't get to check out a lot of uh, uh, the the event and whatnot. What were kind of some of the things that that you wanted to see, or what were your expectations uh, as far as uh, this event? Um, so one of the things I did want to see, whether it's like uh, a two second teaser or. Um, whatever it may be but something final fantasy 7 uh related as you can see i'm a big final fantasy 7 fan like even just a <laughs> final fantasy 7 remake 2 coming soon something like a anything man i think that would have been huge that would have you know put uh pre-orders through the roof um i really would have liked to see that um otherwise I, I do think they came out the gates with some great titles um i'm with you that i don't i didn't play uh, ratchet and clank but uh, they do have a lot of diehard fans. Anyone I talk to that plays, yeah. oh man, I love this game. I love it. So uh, I'm sure a lot of fans were really excited about that. And then as well as the Horizon Zero Dawn, um, that I watched a lot of that game and it looked beautiful. It looked like a lot of fun. I uh, never got to play it myself, but to see a second one, I'm sure they'll uh, break the break the bar and make that one a lot better than the first. So I'm excited to see everything. Yeah, when you get a chance, you've got to you've got to find some time to play play that game. Uh, it was pretty solid story wise uh, and whatnot. So it's like that is you know it's cool to see that that storyline continue. And it's funny because um, I was speaking with my uh, you know you know you uh, know Lex. Uh, I was mm-hmm. speaking with her and she was talking about it on the CFG Gamecast. She said you know it was nice to be able to see not only a female protagonist uh, but also one with red hair. And I never thought about that. It's like yeah, I guess you really don't ever you know what i mean so like you know those kinds of little touches and stuff like that they they really you know help to make people connect with the characters and really that's what it's all about is being able to you know any good story uh really being able to connect with a character and and going along that journey uh so that was awesome to to uh see from her lucas what were your what were your thoughts on the games that you saw my friend i i am excited you know spider-man's probably my favorite superhero of all time so i am all for more spider-man and you know to get uh, a miles morales 
adventure it's gonna be a lot of fun um i do love horizon zero dawn it it'll be nice to see that kind of get its moment in the sun because it got completely overshadowed i think in the overall consciousness because of breath of the wild and having those two games so Mm -hmm. close together so it'll be nice to, to have that have its moment so to speak um I'm always for more Resident Evil, so you know what? I thought Resident Evil Seven was fantastic, so I am I am all there for eight. It really would have been nice to see a tease, like you were saying, Alex, to, to another Final Fantasy. Uh, but I fully like. Mm-hmm. Part of me doesn't expect Final Fantasy Seven Two to come out for like six years because <laughs> you just never know. Right? <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll hope for a, a quicker release. <laughs> yeah, right. Like two years. Yeah, something like that. That would have been awesome to uh, see something as far as with that, because I mean, as soon as I finish uh, this first, the first part of the remake, you know, it's like I was like, give me more. I, I need, you know, I want to finish this story. I'd like to do it, not do it all fragmented. Uh, it's almost like uh, for like say uh, uh, um, Last of Us Two. It's been like six or seven years since I played and finished the first one. The plan was, and I watched some of this as Lex uh, streaming it and whatnot. But you know, uh-huh. it's like it, I'm I'm on the clock now. It's coming out this Friday. I'm just gonna go and watch a recap cat video or something <laughs> jump into it right right and uh to, to kind of add it to, on to what he was saying uh, i am really excited for the resident evil i'm a huge resident evil uh fan i've played pretty much all of them up to the current one uh, i thought it was a, a lie uh when i saw the gameplay trailer because they have been rumoring it for like the last like two three months oh a new resident evil a new resident evil and then so right finally when a trailer came out i'm like uh, this can't be real and i'm like oh this is actually real it looks great it looks like it's gonna be a big game like it's gonna have a it's gonna be very in-depth like i'm excited to see it man. It, it looks it looks very fun so I actually saw an article earlier today that said that they just put out that they are gonna, they are no longer going to make it for PS4 at all. It is only going to be PS5 because they ran into difficulties uh, as far as with like load times and trying to work on this hardware that is now, you know, no longer, you know, they're trying to move forward in the future. Um, I think that's fantastic that they were able to come to this decision earlier on and then focus on that PS5 release date. Uh, However, you know, this is also going to impact them financially because now you're kind of alienating these people, you know, that aren't or cannot necessarily afford uh, a PlayStation 5, you know, out the Again, I don't know when this is supposed to uh, release per se, um, but this could also be risky as far as their profits and and money wise. What are your guys thoughts on that? Um, I know the last Resident Evil's I just played on PC anyways, so um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's considered. but I, was the other Resident Evil's released on Xbox as well? I thought it was just PlayStation only. I could be wrong on that. Um, but uh, I, I think you're right. It, it may it's it's kind of a risk for them, but I, I think they have a nice backbone to fall back on with uh, the PC being making it available on a PC. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And it makes sense to, you know what I mean, just moving forward with that. And instead of spending and, and utilizing these resources that could be fully focused on this next gen uh, version of it and, and working now, you know what I mean, without having to worry about the, the construction of, of this this later tech now, what's going to be tech that's, uh, you know, just not not there um you know it's a smart decision uh on their part i feel like uh as well but you know okay yeah 
the, the short of it is is yeah you know you are ignoring 100 plus million ps4s and and that is inherently a, a risk especially if ps5 gets off to a a slower than expected start so that that'll be interesting to watch true and i, I hope i hope they have enough uh units to go around i know the switch um they have problems with uh units being sold everywhere right. and it's, it's still hard to get one even after all these years so um i i think the the playstation 5 will be successful enough i just wonder if they'll have um you know enough units to go around we'll, we'll see i think it's what 700 bucks something like that price wise they ha- so they haven't officially said anything price wise. We still haven't gotten an official number. However, and 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 Lucas had uh, sent over an article. Uh, something that I think is is good to uh, keep in mind is that um, the CEO of uh, Sony was saying that you know think putting an emphasis on value as opposed to price, uh, mm-hmm. which very much I think hints at a higher price tag uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, than, than is going to be. You know. What I mean, uh, which is it's going to be interesting how that plays out. My thoughts uh, as far as with that, I thought maybe potentially they were looking to see what Xbox came out as and then maybe do a little undercutting. Um, right, right. We'll, you know, but again, it sounds, you know, and I feel like, you know, it is kind of hinting more towards, look, we've already got a locked in price. We're bringing you, we're bringing you no load times. We're bringing you these, these hot games with these hot graphics. We got everything you need where the sony playstation that you love is gonna cost you a little extra however <laughs> however it's gonna be worth it um <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're mentally preparing us <laughs> yeah exactly and I, I will say i really like that philosophy though a value over uh, i can't remember the exact words but uh, I value really want as a opposed complete, to price yeah exactly exactly i really want something that i can cherish it doesn't matter how much it is just as long as i feel like i got my money's worth you know Absolutely. I, I agree uh, 100%. What are your thoughts on that, uh, Lucas? I know that uh, you were kind of back and forth a little bit on whether you were going to get it originally, but after, you know, I feel like you've kind of swung more to you're going to get it day one. Uh, where does this statement leave you? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm i definitely swinging more toward getting it day one. Uh, the, the games obviously have a lot to do with that. Like, like the lineup of games are going to sell me on this uh, or not conversely the the one thing i'm a little worried about uh being more of a playstation fan is xbox is already branding itself as the most powerful console out there if if xbox undercuts sony's price too uh that could be an issue and i i that just just from a pure marketing standpoint and you lose control of the narrative of not only do you not have the quote most powerful console anymore you're now also not the cheaper option that could be that could spell trouble right well, you know, I, I think it's funny that you say that, too, because I think a lot of people realize that, I mean, basically, this this Xbox Series X is like a a budget PC, right? Uh, a lower lower end or, or I don't even know if it maybe, you know, I don't know where it fit in that gamut. But like to me, the biggest thing about it is like I don't need an Xbox if I can play it on my PC. I have absolutely no need for Xbox. The only reason I would have gotten one is if I was already within that community. 
community. I've made friends. There's people I play with. But I mean, even now, I could just play with them on PC. So what is the point of me getting an Xbox? <laughs> Whereas at least PlayStation's got some games I can't play anywhere else unless I have a PlayStation. And that kind of like I feel like there's a little bit of uh, FOMO as well. Like, oh, man, it's like, you know, all my friends and, and, and they're going to be all I got I to be there, too. I got to be there day one. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, it's 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 it'll be interesting how this plays out. And I think this is going to be a fun kind of just seeing how the numbers go and where people end up going. I feel like a lot of people now, too, are a lot more open to look, man, I don't care what I'm gaming on. I just want a game. Okay, so it doesn't matter to me. Uh, so, you know, it, it, we'll see how, you know, the sales and, and, and time will tell as far as with that. I think the big thing, though, and we all and I was hoping I was hoping this was coming, but we finally got the reveal. First time we got to see what the hardware actually looks like. Um, and and it was it was uh, it was interesting. I feel like the, the reactions <laughs> have been very interesting on all definitely, sides. of it. Definitely. You know. <laughs> I thought like immediately when I saw it, I was like, that looks like a router. <laughs> yeah, right? it looks like a router. The memes that came out of it were golden for sure. Right? Yes. The memes were were so on point uh throughout the day. But uh Lucas, and we had talked about this too, uh, about them coming out with two versions of it. So mm -hmm. it wasn't quite and again, we haven't gotten into the details as far. All we know really is that one of them has a disc, uh, the other one is completely digital. Me myself. I'm going to be getting the digital one. I have no need for physical. I haven't gotten physical things in in forever. So I really don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have no need to be able to do it. I, I thought there were some other interesting things uh, as well with the design. Um, you can see that there's a, there's definitely a USB and then a USB-C. I don't know what those two skinny ports are. Maybe SD cards, uh, possibly at the bottom there. Uh, I don't know. What were your guys takeaways uh, uh from this reveal um i uh personally if i, I would go over the disc one because mm -hmm. i feel like i do like some games i like to have the physical copy um mm -hmm. and if one is cheaper than the other i wonder if one will be cheaper i'll definitely right. probably go for the cheaper one like it's not that big of a deal for me but uh otherwise i i think the console design is pretty slick uh, I think the controller design sets me off a little bit. I don't know, man. It just looks like a, a bug. Like it's about to crawl up and start walking around on its own or something. I don't know. The controller kind of uh, wears me out a little bit. Man. But uh, otherwise, man, I, I think it looks good um, design-wise. Uh, apparently, you can customize it. I've seen a lot of cool skins come out for it already. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the memes were great. Uh, so far, I liked it so far. Yeah, and I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, uh, um, like, I didn't like the fact that it came out that, like this is white. Cause, like, all I, I instantly thought this thing is going to get super dirty. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, at least if they had that, that ability to have some, uh, customization and whatnot, I think it's smart. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Lucas. Go ahead. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, I, I was surprised because it's, it's a pretty different design language than the PS3 and PS4. Uh, even kind of the PS2, we're, we're so used to just, just the black now. Um, so just to mm -hmm. see, 
this color i think it looks cool i like it um speaking of memes my favorite meme was the seto kaiba meme with this <laughs> just it does any Yu-Gi-Oh fans out there um, but yeah no i i think it's it's i just just based on design i would prefer this much more than the xbox tower uh so i i think it looks really cool yeah, I, I also saw it comes with the, it's going to come with it, or not, I'm sorry, it's not going to come with it, but I saw that there's going to be a media uh, media remote available. The headphones look pretty slick. However, I got the PlayStation versions, and by I got them, I got like three pairs of them because they kept breaking on me because they were terribly, terribly designed uh, oh, and, and cheap. Yeah, yeah. So the, the ones that they showed in this one looked uh, definitely looked uh, looked a lot more solid. Um, I'm not sold on the whole microphone in the controller uh, idea. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and then it does seem thicker. You know what I mean? Thicker uh, as far as the the actual the actual controller. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't. I, you know, again, I've always kind of liked the smaller. Uh, you know, hand grips with with it and it not being as thick. Uh, that was actually the turn off for me with Xbox was how big their controllers were. I was like, nah, I'm good on that. Um, but uh, yeah, this is clean, man. This is I mean, not only that, but I felt like they did a really good job uh, with that event in itself. We, we kind of bagged on them a little bit for the GDC announcement and all their teraflops and technical specs and this and that. We're like, ah, you know, but again, that's what they had planned on. They 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 I felt like they could have done something else. But, you know, they, they've stuck to their guns and they've had a plan clearly uh, all along about how they plan on rolling this out. So I'm just excited to get more information from them. I definitely want to get a, a, a price. We got it. You know what I mean? That's the next big thing now. Now that we've seen it, now that we've seen some of the games lay that price on me, uh, like I said, it doesn't matter. Sony, Sony can have my wallet now. Uh, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. So what if the uh, the disc one is cheaper than the digital one? Are you going to buy the disc one or are you still going to? <laughs> here's, so here's my thing about that, though. So when I got, because I, I was a day one uh, PS4 person, and probably two to three weeks down the road, I started having issues with the optical disc, and I ended up having to send the whole thing in, lost oh, it for a good, like, two oh. weeks, and I ended up having, yeah. So, like, I have, like... You know, again, I'm biased because I've had a very negative experience yeah, with the yeah. disc. That's why I'm like, man, like, you know what? I don't, <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't even want to deal with it. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Okay, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So that, yeah, that that was good. But you know, I, I kind of want to, kind of want to switch in uh, and kind of switch gears here, Alex. Um, you know. I, I want to talk about you a little bit and and what you've done, what your experience is. Uh, we talked a little bit about how you just recently uh, were signed onto 8-Bits uh, Valorant team out here in Las Vegas. Uh, yep, give us a yep. little history as far as, uh, you know, where where you're at in the gaming world and, and how you, you came to be where you're at. Okay, uh, definitely. So I won't uh, keep it too long because I am an older gamer. I'm 32 years old, about to be 33. And uh, hearing hearing that age though in the competitive gaming scene is unheard of. Like, cause everyone's right. like 18, 19. Uh, nowadays you have kids that are like 14, 15 that are, you know, beating all these pros. Um, but uh, so yeah, I am kind of older. I've uh, I played Overwatch competitively, Counter Strike competitively way back in the day. I've been playing uh, competitive games since a lot of these younger gamers were in diapers, um, and I've. Uh, 
made a pretty nice name for myself in the Las Vegas scene. I've played uh, Super Smash Brothers competitively as well. And uh, a lot of the Vegas locals know me and I try to make uh, gaming a great place. And I'm all for, you know, not having toxicity online and just having a good time and, uh, you know, trying to win some games here and there. So I'm excited for the opportunity coming up. I was going to ask, how, how did you kind of get hooked up with 8-Bit and what, what kind of led you to, to jump in at this opportunity here? Um, so, so let's see. Um, first for 8-Bit, I wanted to join a Valorant team just to kind of get my feet in the water, just to kind of get my experience out there, get, you know, to know some people. Um, so I was like, uh, 8-Bit's having some tryouts. So I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll try it. I, I'm not expecting too much, but I, I'll try and see what's, see what it's about. And so I, I go to the tryouts and, um, you know, the, the people are uh, better than me. Um, and so I'm like, whoa, this is not what I expected. You know, I came in here with no expectations, but these people are insane, man. They, they are gamers for sure. Um, but one of the reasons why I know about this is from my, uh, my Overwatch um, competitive experience is I, I met uh, Julian. Uh, he's part of the Overwatch team. Um, I've met uh, Pan Dizzy. He's the COO of 8-Bit. I've known him for like maybe like 15 years. I met him playing competitive uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, so we go way back a little bit. But I mean, uh, our relationship's kind of been here and there. But I, I still talk to him. But uh, that's that's mostly how it came to be. Just wanted to get my feet wet, and I was I was really impressed. You know, they're taking it serious. They have a a good direction i feel like um everyone has a good mentality so far it's it's been a great organization so far i must say so you said you're you're on the older end as far as um as far as uh, uh professional esports athletes and whatnot um and i i could totally relate to that uh being an older gentleman gentleman that that games as well um <laughs> how much dude like 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 just seeing from when you started out and started getting in the scene and whatnot to where it is and how it's like being more and more normalized on a daily basis you know what are your thoughts on that like how do you i mean that's gotta you gotta i mean you gotta feel good about that yeah i love it but at the same time i wish it was this big when i was growing up man because like <laughs> like these tournaments way back in the day like you would win twenty dollars and like a chocolate chip cookie or something but nowadays <laughs> like two thousand dollars you know uh sponsorships a trip man you're winning all sorts of stuff so it's it is really exciting to see and it's doing nothing but growing uh which i've said for years and years that this thing is just going to keep on growing um and it's it's really cool to see man all the games that are coming out and you know it gets uh socially awkward people like myself uh you know <laughs> interacting with other people and going out into the world so it's it's good for everyone man it's a positive experience you know, talk about your experience with with the game here, and w what are your thoughts, and, and what what hooked you on it? What, what about Valorant made this stand out to you? Um, so uh, I said earlier that I played uh, Counter Strike competitively. Uh, mm -hmm. The game is very similar to Counter Strike, and I always wanted to make like a, a stamp on Counter Strike, but I never really got the opportunity, or I never really did it. And so I feel like this is kind of a redemption part for me. Um, and throw that uh, Counter-Strike part with abilities and uh, it's a new game. They're gonna keep coming out with maps, new characters, and they're keep balancing the game constantly. 
Um, that's ultimately why I decided to make the jump. Um, one thing I'm curious is uh, how it will treat um, newer players to the genre, because I know a lot of people from Counter-Strike are jumping to this game, a lot of people from Overwatch, a lot of people from Fortnite, you name it. A lot of gamers from one game are coming to this game. So I'm wondering what it's like to, oh, I've never played a first-person shooter. You know, what, what is this like? So I'm curious if it'll uh, keep the, uh, the newer gamers uh, intrigued enough to, you know, keep playing it for years to come. But I, I think it'll capture the pro scene at least um, for years, a couple years at least. Yeah, and it almost seems like this game was was built for esports. They knew exactly, you know, they already went in with the intention uh, with it being an esport uh, or joining that esports lineup. And I, you know, I, I played this, and I and I've said it, I've said it a few times now. I couldn't get into it personally. Uh, it totally reminds me way more because I'm an Overwatch player as well. But uh, it, yeah. it reminds me too much like the the pacing of it reminds me of counter-strike and counter-strike i mean it's just slower pace and i i do not have the patience <laughs> i'm terrible at it so i didn't really enjoy like playing this a lot i i wanted yeah, to ask right. you though so another kind of deterrent too was this whole the the anti uh, uh the anti-cheats that they implemented uh you know just that zero ring uh level anti-cheat uh, you know i was not comfortable uh with the company you know having that level of access to my PC, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on on as far as with that? Um, I I just hope it, it works and it catches all the cheaters, man. The, these cheats are getting scarier and scarier every day. Yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise, I mean, uh, it's an app that runs in the background, I guess. Uh, I, that's as far as I I notice it on my end. I'm not sure if that answers your question, but I guess I, I just hope it catches some cheaters because I know that's kind of new to Riot is cheaters right i don't think they have many cheaters in league of legends um aside mm -hmm. from maybe like a map hack maybe uh, mm -hmm. i'm not sure uh i could be wrong on there but uh as far as counter-strike and aimbot there's so many hacks people can have and nowadays right. i could tell you this guy is cheating and this guy isn't and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between who's cheating and who's not like the it's so scary to some of the hacks that are out and they're, they're getting nothing but uh better at disguising them so I, I just hope it catches them that's my um uh comments on that vanguard mm -hmm. it's called vanguard anti-cheat yeah yeah that, that was a that was a weird one for me uh and then you had uh but that's uh you know kind of sneaking one in uh same level access for uh what was it doom i think it was um, yep. Which I didn't even realize Doom had a multiplayer, uh, but I, it seemed like the internet, they, they were pretty outraged about that and they ended up uh, taking back and going back on that. And I think, I guess, looking to to rework as far as with that. But, uh, you know, it, you know. It's interesting too, just you know, in our current situation um, right now uh, with COVID and the lockdowns and everything, just how much esports has been able to be pushed up into the spotlight. And you know, there, we've got you know now's the time where there's a lot more people that are at home. Uh, they're able to watch this stuff now. You know, with sports betting and and gambling, you know, I know that's something that they've been working on and been trying to move forward on for a while. So it was kind of nice to see you know silver linings uh seeing uh you know them be able to move forward with some legislation or, or i'm sorry uh, i think there was some legislation or not legislation change i'm sorry um the the commission uh the commission has you know what i mean they've increased by like 
two or three times the amount of events uh, that were allowed to be able to uh, uh, for sports betting. Uh, so it's, it's yeah. I, you know, it's nice to see that kind of push forward. Yep, and I kind of add on to what you said, because uh, the U.S. is more or less in a recession right now. I mean, we're kind of recovering, but um, fun fact is uh, in Korea, StarCraft is like a really well-known game down there. You know, everyone plays mm-hmm. StarCraft. The reason why it was so big down there is they were in a huge recession at the time, and what's better to entertain the people than to, than cheap entertainment? You know, just put on a game, people enjoy it, and that's how it's so big down there. So I wonder if we'll see somewhat of the same uh, effects over here. Uh, uh, I'm kind of curious to see how um, if esports will blow up because of this, or they'll they'll see increase in numbers, or uh, who knows. But yeah, well, yeah. Again, only time will tell for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I bet we would just just out of the sheer exposure they're getting off of, off of even channels like ESPN and and what some of these other channels are doing. So I'd I'd be shocked if if this didn't get a bump in popularity and in quality. Yeah, true. Likewise, yeah, I think it I think it it's a good thing. Absolutely, Alex. Uh, where can we find you at? I know you have uh, you have Twitch. Uh, what's your schedule like look like on there? Uh, what, what kind of future plans do you have? Lay it on us, brother. Hey, so uh, I stream at least every Friday, uh, Saturday, sometimes Thursdays. Uh, those are usually my my days because I do work full time. Uh, but you can find me at twitch.tv slash gvbtb. I know it's a, a kind of a lot to say. There's a lot of streamers, gamers that mess it up. <laughs> I, I prefer BTB, but uh, I had to have more letters in the name. So GV stands for Green Valley. Uh, but yeah, it's twitch.tv slash GVBTB. And uh, you can, uh, all my social medias are pretty much the same, you know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Twitch. Awesome. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break, guys, and we will be back. We've got more to talk about, a little bit of Xbox Series X news, uh, and then uh, some some other news uh, right here after this break. Stay tuned. There's no shortage of action going on at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline still has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And welcome back, guys. Thanks for listening to that quick message. And we're going to get right back into our topics. And this one's not so much fun. But, uh, Ryan, if you want to bring it in about Ron Johnson from Riot Games, I guess now formerly from Riot Games, and and some comments that he made that got, in, got him into some hot water. First of all, what were you thinking? 
what were you thinking? Can you not tell? Do you not know what the climate is uh, in the world, or especially in the United States uh, right now? This is this is just absolutely ridiculous. I'm gonna I'm gonna refer here to the uh, article, um, but it states uh, a Riot Games executive, uh, Ron Johnson, who had been under an inter- internal investigation after sharing a Facebook image downplaying the death of George Floyd. Uh, he ultimately has resigned. Um, I, I guess the the I'm, I'm trying to uh, what he what he shared essentially uh, was the fact that uh, 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 George Floyd had used uh, drugs, had uh, done things, basically digging up these things. And I guess which and a lot of people can take it as, you know, uh, uh, this person basically justifying uh, somebody being murdered, uh, which is absolutely despicable. And, and number one, number two, what? What are you? Why? What? What are you thinking? Do you not see? Uh, you know, and not only that, but people are are quick to lose jobs. Uh, clearly, <laughs> enough examples have not been made because people keep making these dumb and poor decisions uh, to post this stuff, like you know, on social media and, and this and that. Uh, I think Riot Games came back with a strong response, saying, "Look, this isn't tolerated uh, here within within our organization. This isn't how they feel about it." Um, you know, they pledged to. Uh, uh, donate or that uh, they're going to start committing a million dollars to areas where they know they can make an impact, including justice reform, long-term solutions to address racial bias and support for local black owned businesses. Um, so not only are they coming back with a strong response, but they're actually uh, coming back with something that then can be actionable. Uh, and I think that makes a strong statement uh, as far as with that. But I mean, really, I just, I mean, I, I don't know why it continues to surprise me to see these people go and and make these statements and do these things. Even if you do feel that way, like, have you not learned anything, <laughs> especially in the, in the middle of this? Not only does this not show any kind of empathy uh, at all, but, you know, I mean, again, I, I feel like one of the bigger problems and one of the bigger issues is that people aren't listening. You know, they 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 want to and that's part of the problems that people don't want to stop and listen uh, they're they're i feel like and, and especially on the internet people are so quick to invalidate somebody else's point it's more about trying to invalidate somebody else's point uh or or what they're feeling as opposed to yeah i really feel this way uh, about this let's have a strong debate about it or whatever uh so that you know that's unfortunate um uh, i'm sorry it's not unfortunate that this man that this man lost his job you're a fool and you deserve it um but uh uh, you know, it, it's it's what's it's not unfortunate. It's fortunate that Riot Games came out, and I think you you have to. You're seeing all these people. Uh, I mean, look at the NFL backtracking on uh, the whole, you know, with Kaepernick and and the kneeling and everything like that. You know, you kind of want to because that was very off putting for me. Um, again, which is also you know some of these issues where it's like, look, man, like how do you like, you can't protest well, protest protest this way or you can't do it that way? It's like who am I to tell anybody you know how to feel about something? Uh, you know, and and again, these are my own personal uh, uh, feelings as far as with this. Uh, but you know, it, it's uh, I don't know. I, I think we'll we'll continue seeing companies and and to to take this stance. This is a worldwide uh, uh, event and thing that is happening. Uh, you know, because this isn't just something that that affects people here in the states. It's a you know, it's an issue clearly that other people feel strongly about it uh, all throughout the world. So. Um, you know, I don't know. What are, what are your What are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, I, I 
People need to stay off Twitter, man. If you got if you're in a, <laughs> uh, you're in a powerful spot like that, man, it can do nothing but bad for you, man. Like, but um, I mean, it's indefensible, man. Like you said, the, the dude was already handcuffed, man. There's no reason to put your knee on his neck. Like, it's just sickening that people still try to defend this. Like, it's oh, he was this and that. Like, he was already handcuffed. He's already detained. Like, why, why the knee on the neck? And so. Um, I mean, it's the right decision by Riot. I don't disagree. I do not have a hot take here. Um, um, that's, that's as far as I have to say. I, what about you? You, you know, it, it was the right decision for, 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 I mean, if he didn't resign, he was going to get let go. And that, that's the right call. That's the mm-hmm. right decision. Yeah. And it, it just, it boggles my mind that we're, we're in a world where people are demanding more from these companies. You know, it's not, it's not enough to make a statement. They want to see action. So I just wonder for somebody like, like Ron, what version in, in his head did that turn out well like like where what version of this event yeah. did, did that was that gonna be okay so it it, it boggles my mind that, that that people will still say stuff like that and then be surprised at the backlash it, I, uh, who knows yeah i mean that's yeah that's I mean, whatever it, just dumb <laughs> what a, what a, that's just it's just yeah it's just just a bad 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 all around you know and and ryan riot ryan riot uh you know uh, <laughs> responded appropriately uh very quickly i i know that we're uh, starting to get short on time here i did want to uh xbox uh they came out uh they gave us a little more detail here uh into their what they're calling their smart delivery uh essentially what that is um is it's going to be you're basically not necessarily you're not necessarily backwards compatibility but essentially they're saying look, if you own the game, doesn't matter when you own it, uh, we're going to give you the best version on it or of it uh, on whatever platform uh, that you have. There's a few examples here. Uh, if you own Gears 5 or you like playing on Xbox Game Pass, now you can play it today on Xbox One. Then if you pick up Xbox Series X this holiday, uh, it'll it, uh, all it takes is a push of a button to download it and you'll have the optimized version uh, of Gear, Gears 5. Again, this is kind of, I, I feel like this kind of goes into um, what we were, we were talking about a little bit here earlier where it's like you know they recognize that people don't care uh what they're playing on i just want to play it and if i you know the fact that i purchased this game this isn't limited to uh, uh digital copies either this is also uh uh accessible at, uh, via um uh, physical copies as well. So everything they're basically saying, look, we're going to honor what you guys have purchased and we are going to, if you purchased it once uh, on this new Xbox Series X, you're going to be able to play it. You're going to be able to download it. Uh, I don't know if that is per se going to be, I don't think it's going to be all games and it's definitely not going to be all games uh, out the out the gate. There is a list here. Uh, I see Halo Infinite, Cyberpunk 2077, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Destiny 2, Dirt 5, Scarlet Nexus, Chorus, Vampire, uh, The Masquerade, Bloodlines, Yakuza, uh, the Ascent, Call of the Sea, Gears 5, Second Extinction, and Metal uh, Hellslinger. So um, it looks like kind of like a... Um, 
they're going to have they're going to kind of have a rollout maybe in phases or maybe there is going to be more uh to it i'll have to dive a little deeper uh into uh what the plan is as far as smart delivery but i i think it's smart again this is these are these are those little pieces of of for microsoft that i think is going to be kind of like their their sellers for getting this this console uh in particular but again the way that they're going they're just like look man and and i've said it before too the future of gaming is cloud gaming let's Mm -hmm. let's you know that's that's inevitable i think and they are they are fighting they are building it out they are working it i think microsoft already has that infrastructure we know that sony uh went in they've dealed up with uh, microsoft to be able to tap into that infrastructure uh because that's the thing about sony they're very proprietary and i think they're behind as far as cloud gaming and stuff like that so they're just like look we'll give you uh, money to use that infrastructure so uh you know (laughs) (laughs) which is smart on their part yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say, I, I love this concept because that that is one of the biggest hurdles, right? You, you're buying a game, you're going to go buy your new box that might cost now five, six, seven hundred bucks. And all of a sudden you have to rebuy Cyberpunk or you have to rebuy Halo. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's adding another couple hundred bucks on top of what you just spent. And so to, to be able to know that I can play Cyberpunk today in september and then know that you know if i go to xbox series x i can play cyberpunk from where i left off tomorrow i mean that that's a huge selling point if you're in the xbox ecosystem the the one thing that's going to be interesting is they did say it'll be up to the third party developers if they want to offer that for their games (laughs) so i I did kind of i was kind of laughing because they just put all these third parties into a corner because now if they don't do this they're going to get such bad press from all the xbox fans mm-hmm. that, that i feel like they're going to be forced to now yeah true um the, i i like that on the xbox um that i think that's one leg up they have on the playstation is uh, i think the playstation 5 said it's not going to be fully backwards compatible right <laughs> Uh-huh. Definitely not out the gate. Definitely not out the gate. But they have confirmed that there is going to be with with titles uh, as well from PS uh, PS five or I'm sorry PS four to PS five. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, but I am glad to see that finally someone is catching on that if I have a game that I already purchased and there's another game for a newer console that comes out, I already have the game, so just why do I have to pay another sixty dollars? Uh, Nintendo was real infamous for this. Uh, they got easily an extra five hundred out of me for games I already had, and like, man, like I already have the game. There's nothing different. It's, like why? But uh, I, I like it, man. I I didn't think I would uh, jump ship from PlayStation to Xbox, but this is definitely making me think, man. And uh, it's, we'll see, man. I have to see what my friends are getting because, like you said earlier, you know, you want to play with all your friends, so it's be interesting yeah i think it's kind of interesting too that they that how they put it on the publishers uh which is smart of them because we what we saw earlier in the year with geforce now and them having to lose a bunch of titles because they didn't have anything worked out once they actually started their subscription service uh with geforce now which i think has really hurt it um but that to me has been one of the cleanest uh cloud gaming services that we've seen to date we know the mess that is stadia uh, <laughs> um you know geforce now i felt like is is 
in that direction. We know that Steam is also, I think they're about to, or they've just recently gone into beta as far as cloud gaming, uh, uh, their beta cloud gaming and whatnot. So I, I think it's smart that they did that because what, we, what we've seen so far is that some of these publishers are pushing back and it looks like they're just looking for a piece of that pie uh, as far as with that. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm, I'm loving seeing some of these bigger companies uh, come in and say, look, you know, whether you, whether you, you know, this is on you guys, we've made this available. You explain to the fans why this can't be a thing. Uh, you know, you better make this right. You better yeah. make this right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, I know that, uh, you know, again, guys, uh, thank you so much. We're going to finish off the episode here, episode 22. Uh, Alex, GVBTB, look them up, check them out. Number one, best of luck uh, starting out. We'll be following, too, uh, seeing awesome. you guys and, and following along, dude, uh, during your uh, during Valorant play and whatnot. So thank you so much for uh, uh, coming on the show today. We really appreciate it, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. It's an honor to be on the show, man. You guys are some lovely folks, man. Keep Keep doing what you're doing, man, and uh, good things for you guys, man. I don't know what else to say, but. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Lucas, what do you got going on? Not psych. I don't even have to ask that question. We already know he's about to finish up Last of Us. He's going to roll right into Last of Us 2. Perfect. Comes out Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST, I believe. I, I might be um, sick Friday. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, dude, I might just take the day. I might just put in the vacation day now, stay up all <laughs> Thursday night. Just, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in. I'm diving in deep. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Do you have anything else planned or are you just you're just full on Last of Us mode? Oh, no, that that's it for me. That that f- fully focused. I want to finish that game as quickly as I can. Yeah, absolutely. Again, guys, thank you so much. Happy Wednesday. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you again for coming and and downloading and listening to Land Parties. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. You know we love your faces. Much love.